You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers with Saya, Anissa, and Boroma. In this episode of What's Up in Dramaland, we talk June K-drama premieres. Before we get into it, just a heads up. We recorded this before the news broke about Penthouse 3's problematic character, Alex Lee, who to our understanding is styled in a way that appropriates black culture and whose portrayal reinforces negative stereotypes about black people. Just to rub salt in the wound, the show is airing on SBS, which was also the home of Backstreet Rookie last year, which traded in many of the same racist stereotypes. We talked at length about all this in episode 65, Representation in Dramaland, Race and Identity, which you can check out for a deep dive on racist portrayals of non-Koreans in K-drama with some historical context and nerdy research. For now, I'll just say that it's tiring to see the same problems come up over and over, with the same backlash and the same lackluster apologies. In this case, it was actor Park Suk who apologized, which firstly was more of an I'm sorry you were offended statement, and secondly, the apology should really have come from the writer, director, and production company. Anyway, we do discuss the premiere of Penthouse 3 in the episode, so we wanted to provide that context. And we still haven't actually watched the show, so take this as a broader reminder of our position on cultural appropriation, blackface, and racist stereotyping in dramas. Also, check out Friends of the Podcast Black Girl Soul's reaction to this news linked in the description for like a really good overview of all the issues involved here. As always, thank you to our beloved listeners and to our precious patrons. Find our page with extra goodies at patreon.com slash dramasoverflowers. With that under our belts, let's get into the episode. Hi everyone, this is Saya. This is Anissa. And this is Parama. And it's upcoming for June and we're, you know, we got a little delayed (laughs) this time. So it's coming out a little later because it's been crazy for all of us, but we didn't want to miss it. And there's lots of dramas to get through. So shall we just jump right in? Yeah, we're not going to do news this this month. There's not really any big news um, and there's a lot of dramas. So we've even got a leftover one from May, (laughs) which we somehow... I mean, this drama's been in the offing for like years at this point, so... Yeah, so that one is So I Married an Anti-Fan, and I'm not sure if it's because it's like a Naver TV, Amazon Prime, it has so many original airing networks like Naver, Iki, is that how you pronounce that? I think it's Aichi. Aichi. Aichi, Amazon yeah. Prime, Vicky, and Live. <laughs> but it's full-length episodes. So I, Which I, I have been... watched most of. This <laughs> this should probably be slotted into the long yak. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, we're just saying that it's happened, right? Yeah. And it's still yeah. airing. Yeah, it'll be airing until yeah. June 19th. So even though it aired May 30th, it's ongoing. And um, 30th. we just we just missed it. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it in the yak. But it's... We will talk about it in the yak. But I made a video essay <laughs> comparing... <laughs> uh, Chase Young's character in Run On and Chase Young's character in So I Married an Anti Fan, which I will drop in the descriptions below. Yeah, it's great. You guys should all go watch it. And I agree with it very much, even though I'm not watching So I Married an Anti Fan. <laughs> I feel bad that I'm basically biased. <laughs> you guys against uh, So I Married an Anti Fan. It's not a bad drama. <laughs> I probably wasn't going to watch it anyway. So. <laughs> I totally forgot. Like we said, 
this was supposed to air like two years ago and then it just kept getting delayed and then like the pandemic happened and then I didn't really see any promo for this and then all of a sudden people were just like I'm watching this and I was like did that drop (laughs) so it's just been a not a great uh promotion cycle I guess or maybe I just haven't been paying attention the funny thing is the first like when we first heard about it I was like oh this sounds good for many many months and now I've moved on Yeah, but I do like. I always enjoy like Chetijan because, like, I really like that. You know, like he and Pakshina are really close friends. So I kind of, when I see him, I feel like he's my close friend too. (laughs) Oh, I remember you. (laughs) I think this is the first thing I've watched him in. Is there something that we watched him in before? I've seen him in a couple of other things. They were minor roles, but. I mean, he's uh, a perfectly proficient actor. He's not like glaringly yeah, bad or outstandingly good. Mm. Yeah, he's yeah, he's fun. Yeah, but it's nice to see him succeed, like to get more roles and stuff. Oh, I was trying to remember what I had seen him in, and he's like the second lead in uh, the Undateables, also <laughs> oh! known as you know that <laughs> that horrible drama, Hong yeah. Jung-um and uh, Nam Gung-min. Yeah. rom-com that i was so excited for and it was like and then you hate it so, so much <laughs> it was so bad it was like amazingly bad i i i don't understand how you make a rom-com that boring <sighs> well at least it's over oh it's such a such a wasted opportunity but yeah he's the second T- tell me there. you dropped it though i think i watched most of it actually because i was i think i was like sick so i just binge watched the whole thing and i just i was like Every episode, I was thinking, like, this has to get better. They have such good chemistry. But no. But I, I think I watched the whole thing, sadly. Huh. Anyway. Well. Next drama. From flops to sensations. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've talked about this drama so much um, that we don't need to say a lot about it. And we're not watching it. So Penthouse 3 is dropping. It's its final season, I think. And that's coming so on. So they say. <laughs> <laughs> Given the ratings, who knows? (laughs) That's coming on June the 4th. I do feel like the ascendance of Netflix and like co-producing K-dramas rather than just licensing them is really contributing to like second and even third season culture, which I don't like. I don't enjoy this trend that K-dramas are going in. Well, so far, they have not abused it to the point where it becomes, you know, like everybody becomes very jaded with it. I feel like they're still completed stories. They're just sort of chopping them up in weird ways to sort of fit, to outwardly fit a seasonal format. But actually, they're still K-drama, like single seasons, just chopped into random sized pieces. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure that it's an improvement. (laughs) I don't think that's a benefit. But then I guess the thing with like Mak Jung is that there's always another way to twist it. So it still feels fresh. It's not necessarily a closed dog story the way, you know, many stories are. Yeah, true. But now that Penthouse is probably ending, one hopes, <laughs> I'm now kind of tempted to go in and watch it because I like Crack Jung stuff, okay? Then it's not like mellow for the heck of mellow, but it's like, it's it's revenge and well, it it's has like a lot plotting of com- and all of that. It has a lot of compare. like it's been compared, it's been compared a lot to uh, Sky Castle, Mm, so, I mean, you guys love that. But Sky Castle had a tone, which Penthouse doesn't. I, oh. can, <laughs> I can tell you Penthouse doesn't. I watched enough YouTube edits till now. It's like, it's not similar. Yeah. Sky Castle is elevated Mukjang, if you can call yeah. it that. You know, <laughs> like, like, it's very 
well made. Like it doesn't leave behind the mukjang elements, but they're so classy and like yeah, it's, it's so like hilarious. social commentary mukjang. Yeah, and there's like a little wink, wink, nod, nod thing that they're doing where like they know how over the top and ridiculous it is, and they're very smart about it, and it's like really funny. So yeah. I Agreed. feel like penthouse is like the traditional long weekender, really compressed and concentrated into you know the um sort of primetime prestige drama pill yeah even like the episode counts they're it's like they've chopped up a 50 episode drama in like a interesting way you know (laughs) yeah like neither none of the seasons are the same length yeah like this one is 11 episodes i think they just go with how much story they have and they're like okay this is how much we can spin it for let's go i mean honestly if you're not tied to a 16 or 20 episode runtime because of advertising and like network concerns you should just use the amount of episodes Mm -hmm. that you need to tell your story that's good and it's one episode a week as well so that's Mm. you know it's again it changes the flow of the show yeah so that's penthouse didn't kim sayan get an award for this quite recently she did yes i think it's a big song good for her i really like her something which uh, is probably on our upcoming list and we should we'll talk about in a second i just wanted to bring in the comparison something that um or did we cover it last month that is comparative in in the whole uh crack chung level is mine so if anybody's watching mine on Netflix, <laughs> they'll know what I mean. It's it's great <laughs> so far. It's really, really great. And I'll talk more about it in the long yak. I'm watching that. Cool. Nice. <laughs> so the next one uh, starts airing on June 12th. Uh, really? I've, oh, it's season two. That's why. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> the next one starts airing on June 12th. It's uh, Love Featuring Marriage and Divorce Season 2 um, on Chosun TV. On TV Chosun. <laughs> and the thing is that um, I don't think we spoke about it. It was a Jan premiere, the season one. And um, we kind of skipped doing... We were on a break. We were exhausted <laughs> after doing the year-end yak. <laughs> Which has been confirmed that... Yeah, oh, it was, was that a free Friends reference or yes. did I just see a... Okay, yeah. They were indeed and on a break. We did watch the... Re- did you guys... Uh, we haven't talked I, about uh, this yeah, yet. Of course, we haven't spoken about this. <laughs> but Rachel, com- Rachel totally confirmed that they were on a break. Which I think is a solid... Uh, win for <laughs> that side of the table. <laughs> I am not a friend person. I think I've watched like one episode, but even I know about the they yeah, were I mean, on a break I, thing. I, I haven't. Wa- I don't. I never watched Friends properly, but yeah, it's such a like uh, in the Iconic. zeitgeist thing for yeah. like like Our my age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. yeah. So it's like even without ever watching a full episode, I pretty much know all about it. I, I just know <laughs> that like Ross Ross is a piece of trash idiot (laughs) (laughs) he's not a piece of he's very nice guy TM at times and that gets talked about a lot now it gets recognized and talked about now but at the time he was just this a dork yeah, it was a dork. That that's how they excused all the you know passive aggressive toxic behavior. However, I I actually like Ross, so I'm not gonna like you know badmouth him right now out of the blue. But I also agree that there is a lot yeah. of toxic stuff. I, and I didn't watch it, so I don't really have the right to say anything. I like you how the last few dramas like it's, we've just been talking oh God, about stuff sorry. we haven't watched. <laughs> yeah, we have very definite opinions on. Is <laughs> that basically the theme Same. of this type of episode? That is basically what we do in What's Up in Trouble. 
I hope nobody's out there shaking their heads about all of the things that we think about Penthouse without ever watching an episode. <laughs> the moral of the story being we can all have an opinion on Friends. It's It's been in the public consciousness domain long enough that we can all have an opinion yeah, on it. Yeah, we've been dominated, <laughs> or cu- like culturally dominated by this group of white mm. friends living an unrealistic life in New York for enough years <laughs> that I, I definitely much, have yeah. opinions. And without... Again, without ever watching an episode of the show, I found that reunion really like moving. It was nostalgic it was. and oh, emotional. Yeah, I, I watched yeah. it like as soon as I could. It, it, it wasn't very long, and you know what? Um, the one of the reasons I actually went back to liking Friends because there was a period where I would rewatch seasons of it over and over again. It was just playing in the background, always be hilarious. And then I reached that stage of my 20s where suddenly I was watching Friends and I could see so many problematic things in it (laughs) that I just stopped watching. (laughs) And then what happened was I watched the making of uh, a a few years back. And that got me back into loving the good things about it. Because we have spoken about this on the podcast so many times that just because you're watching something and loving it doesn't mean you should blindly defend it. But you do have the right to watch whatever you want to watch. Mm-hmm. So I like Friends and I acknowledge it has problems. <laughs> and I love the reunion. <laughs> it's just such a nostalgia thing, isn't it? It's like it's a time of your life that was like I remember I was at school at that time. Everyone else was watching. I, of course, was not allowed to watch that kind of thing on TV. But like it was definitely a thing. I finally heard the Smelly Cat song for the first time, literally, after hearing really? girls in my class always singing it like off key. <laughs> and and that was just like a stylistic choice because they were all very good singers. <laughs> so that was yeah, that was interesting. Wow. Sorry. I love how we like haven't said anything about the drama that we're actually supposed to be talking about. We're just talking about Friends. Do, do we have an opinion on this? I don't think Not I'll be really. watching this. I didn't watch the first season and um, I, I don't think I will be watching it. I'm sorry, guys. This is a this is not a very informative upcoming. <laughs> it yeah, just seems I mean, very exo- emotionally exhausting because I yeah. went back to see, when I was putting this together, I went back to read about season one and it was like, I think, okay, I'm doing this off the top of my head after a very brief skim of the description, but they're like three <laughs> um, women who work in radio and maybe making that up and they think they're all in like happy marriages and then it turns out they're not or maybe some of them are and some of them aren't, therefore divorced. Yeah. I do so, find it interesting that um, in the last few years, like, do you remember when Woman of Dignity came out? I think that was like 2017 or 18. And I yeah. remember how drastic the difference between like how well received it was in Korea because whenever I would watch any variety show, you know how like around the time Sky Castle came out, everybody was doing, um, you know, uh, like parody impressions of the of the evil <laughs> Cordy, uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and like at this time when Women of Dignity was coming out, everybody was doing parodies of Women of Dignity, and it took me like a few watchings to be like, oh, this is the drama because I hadn't watched it, and I remember how like no one liked it internationally that I could see. Nobody was watching it. And now these types of dramas are being like pushed to an international audience. And I find it interesting because they're actually finding traction. So maybe it was just an issue of like what was available before. But I I do think it's cool that I don't know if it's cool, but it's like before K-dramas used to be in such like a narrow category internationally. Like there were only a few types of dramas that people would watch and the rest of them were popular domestically. Um, but they weren't really pushed internationally, but now it's like becoming broader. So that's cool. Yeah. 
So I had to do my little cultural studies nerding out. I feel like I shut down the conversation. No, no, I was waiting for a motorbike to pass before <laughs> okay, I talked. Everyone just went quiet. <laughs> could you, no, could, did like, you not hear it? I did actually. <laughs> no, but no, no, that comes out yeah. really loudly in the actual um, in in my track. So I was like, I'm not going to say anything until it goes. Otherwise, you can't remove it. And I was looking up the actors of the next drama because <laughs> they're all young, and I don't know if I've ever seen them in anything. Yeah, I've actually been reading the webtoon for this. No. Oh, you have stuff to say then. Yay. <laughs> so on June 14th is airing At a Distance, Spring is Green on KBS. And it's adapted from a webtoon. The webtoon is actually called, and the drama is actually called At a Distance, Spring is Blue. But I feel like that doesn't really make sense in English, which is why they changed it to Spring is Green. Th- that's a whole thing in Korean, though, about why blue uh. and green are often, the, why you often use the same word to, yes. to mean both of the colors. And I don't remember like what it explain. is right now. So I, oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I know because I had this whole conversation like in my class, we had the whole conversation about it. And now I've forgotten what it was. Yeah, I remember having that conversation. I think too. it's an older generation thing as well. Like if something, oh gosh, I really mm. don't want to say this wrong. But we I, I do it recall up. it being a non-mod, like it, it was, it's not. Like recently, in more modern times, people make that distinction between blue and green. But it like, didn't used to clearly, be a distinction. It didn't used to yeah, be, yeah. yeah. I remember learning about that too. So is this we'll look just it up and come back. Korea specific or um It's like specific to universal. Korean language, yeah, okay. yeah. as far as I know. Yeah. But it does make me think because like my my dad always mixes up blue and green when he's like he means one color and he'll say the other but he's done that for like because when i learned about this i thought of that and i was like i wonder if there's something more there to that Hmm. i always used to find it very strange when people said that um the sea and the river were blue because i've been traveling a lot with my parents since i was a child and i would always find ponds are green Mm. yeah because you get sea green don't you (laughs) (laughs) yeah and no but the thing is that's not how you say it though you say you say that water is blue that's that's what you so that my child brain used to find it super strange that these things were considered uh blue and in bengali when you're talking about water bodies you actually use the word shobuj which is green Mm. no i mean you can say the sky is blue Mm. which is neel but when we talk about water bodies, it's usually green. So it's mm. a bit... Interesting. Anyway, digression. Yeah. Yeah. The ocean is, <laughs> looks blue most of the time, though. So I wonder if it's because the ocean is big and that's, you know, what yeah. is kind of the dominant body of water. But yeah, we're I, getting I, into I, the needs like, now. Yeah, I mean, I, but that's... I like turquoise <laughs> and that's... Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's about, like, the different wavelengths of light and what refracts and therefore what colors they appear to be and it's it's like so changeable right like it shifts depending on the weather and i mean i like i have this friend who uh, i never know the color of their eyes sometimes it's blue and sometimes it's green and you're like when it's green it's so green and when it's blue it's so blue yeah i had a friend in high school whose eyes would would change with the color of her clothes so yeah that's so interesting I right, only anyway. read about that. Back to the uh, <laughs> epi- yeah, back to the drama. <laughs> it's going to be twelve episodes. It starts airing on June fourteenth, Monday, Tuesday on KBS and Ikihi and Vicky, and it's Ikei. sixty minutes. Ikihi. I'm working on my pronunciation, <laughs> but um, it's not intuitive for me as a native English speaker. And then um, it stars Park Ji Hoon, Kang Mina, and Bae In Hyuk. I'm not familiar with the 
male actors, but I really liked Kagmina as um, the one of the friends of the main character in True Beauty. She was mm-hmm. like the one that was dating that blonde kid. You know, they were yeah. just like really cute all the time. Super cute. Aww. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and on. she also was recently in a drama that I didn't watch, which is... Beyond Evil? Beyond, Beyond Evil, Evil yes. Mm. Yeah, I remember her in that. Yeah. It was a small role. It wasn't a big deal. But I like her. I find... And I think... Um, so I started watching the... I started reading the webtoon because I was curious. I don't know what it was about this one that made me seek out the original webtoon when normally I'm just like, oh, I'll wait for the drama. But I think... It was because I couldn't figure out what the storyline was from this whatever, like the teasers that I watched. It's only available in Korean right now, but it's very... I kept waiting for something to happen, but like the first few chapters are just about this like group project that the two guys are in together and like how much the smart guy doesn't want to let the the younger guy do any work because he think it'll mess it up. And I was like, why isn't there a story? (laughs) I love like campus dramas. And I'm sure that the drama is going to be more concise. But I was—I read like three or four chapters and I was like, we're still talking about this group project. <laughs> I just don't care. I want to see like character, like the three of them haven't even interacted yet. And I was just like, what? what is, why is this so slow? I mean, I like Slice of Life. You know, I like Slice of Life. But I was just like, wow, this is really not going anywhere. So I stopped. Wow. Maybe if I was reading yeah. it in English, I would have more patience but because like my korean reading is a little slower anyway and then they're like for like pages they're just talking about this like one group project and like the powerpoint presentation and who's gonna do the research and how they're not gonna let the first year do any work i'm just like oh my god Dude, is the writer a college girl? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I mean, I'm being a they little bit over on a project. critical. There, there is some character stuff, but I'm just saying, like <laughs> the proportion of character stuff to like school stuff was yeah. a little. I know we always complain about how like they never actually do any work, so maybe <laughs> I should stop complaining because well, this is what we as, asked for. As a 12 episode, I think we can rely on the drama to like speed things up and actually have a story. Right. Yeah, and, and yeah. like they have many. I think it's on like in its seventies in terms of episode count or like chapter count. So obviously there's a lot of story to draw from. So um, it looks very cute, and it's yeah. all about how. Um, oh, I should read the. I should read the description. I got ahead of myself. So it's a coming of age <laughs> story about young people in their twenties and the problems they face in university. Nam Suhyun, who's played by Bain Hyuk, and Yo Joon, who's played by Park Ji-hoon, two boys with contrasting personalities, unexpectedly become friends when they work on a project together. So that's, I guess that's why the project is so important. It's going to bring them together, I guess. The drama depicts the realistic worries and conflicts of university students in their 20s, centered around first-year student Yo Joon. Even though Yo Joon has an attractive appearance and comes from a wealthy background, he carries pain inside. Of he does. Shocker. <laughs> His character is a puppy dog freshman who takes a liking to a sunbay and follows him around, leading to an unlikely friendship between two very different boys. That's basically the same summary, but the second one has more detail. <laughs> it sounds really cute. Um, yeah, and then there's also the... They don't mention the female character, but the female character is, like, living in a rooftop room um, in the same building as, like, the younger kid. There's the younger kid who's Yojun, and then... Um, Nam Suhan is like older. He like took a break. He came back. He's like super smart and uh, he's good at everything, but he's like extremely poor. So he feels like he doesn't have the right to have a social life. Don't know that much about the female lead yet, except that she's kind of a loner. She doesn't really have a lot of friends or 
I don't know. She's a Japanese major, but she didn't go on the trip with all of her other friends uh, <laughs> to Japan. And she's like eating alone for the first few chapters. So that's what I got. <laughs> anyway, so I guess I did get some character details. So that's that. Are you going to watch it? I think I am. Yeah, I feel invested now. Even if only to be like, this is slow. <laughs> <laughs> Not interested in the PPT. <laughs> no, I, like, but I'm being facetious. I actually really, really like Kangmina. So I think I'm going to watch it just for her. Just check out at least a couple episodes. Mm. I just realized that Kangmina was also um, Dami in Sassy Gogo. Do you remember her? Oh, she was a peach queen there too. That's why she yeah. looks so familiar. Oh. You know, in True Beauty, I was like, I feel like I've seen her before. She but looks I couldn't. taller now. <laughs> she, well, it's been like five years. <laughs> I think she's still in that age where they grow. Yeah. yeah I mean, I guess she was. Yeah, yeah you're wow. right. You know. Yeah, because they did a pretty good job of like casting actual young people in Sassy Gogo as high school students. Yeah, because yeah. she was tiny in that, and that's probably why I did not make that connection at all. I didn't either. I was just staring at her face, and I was suddenly like, "Wait, I have definitely seen her in something else." So I started scrolling her bibliography. Because I do remember her in Beyond Evil like a lot because she was so pretty. I was just like. Attention. She like. is very pretty. She's very, very pretty. She reminds yeah. me a little bit of the other Mina. Um, oh, the the one in Psychometrist? No, Psychometri- she was, was in that, Mina? that drama with Nam Gung Min. Uh, Beautiful Gungshim, my yes. fair lady. Yeah. Oh. yeah. She reminds me a little bit of her. Maybe mm. it's the hair, haircut. I'm not sure. but Okay, and the next one is, we're not really going to go too much into it. It's just an update that um, Monthly Magazine Home, which was we originally talked about in our March upcoming episode um is it's been pushed to june 16th so you know i'm very excited about that because it's kim Kim (laughs) yes uh even though he's a landlord but i'm willing to give this a chance because uh they look really cute together and i I love them both and the next one is a june 17th release (laughs) it's hospital playlist season two and i've only been waiting what half a year for it more than that (laughs) When did it end? It feels too long. Last summer. Last summer. Oh my god, so a whole a year. year then. Yeah. Oh, I rewatched it. That's why. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. That's the secret to making the wait not feel so long. Yeah. Man, I'm just... And the thing is, this is one of those dramas where it does feel like it was abruptly cut in the middle. Like we got kind of... Um, or in the third. Most of the story. Or, or in the third. Oh gosh, I hope not. But let's say yes. Uh, we did get more or less a full story in the first season in that uh, it felt like the arcs that had started were mostly completed. But for two of the friends, for there were two other friends who, uh, sorry, three of the friends, for two other friends, it just, it felt like, <laughs> yeah, yep. you don't have enough information. <laughs> it was just like a to be continued. It wasn't even a big end of first arc. It was just like, you know. Yeah, yeah. So... Very, very, very excited. I have been watching the trailers. Like, I've been re-watching them. I love the music choices. I've been going and watching old fan edits because just, oh my God, everyone's so cute. Okay, um, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, it was like one of those like pandemic comfort watches for a lot of people. So yeah. I, I, I'm not as excited for it to come back. I was asking my sister. I was like, Hospital Pilot Season 2 is coming out to my sister. Um, and I was like, do you want to watch it? And she was like, maybe. 
<laughs> but we're not. I think we enjoyed it. It takes a lot to impress Zainab. Zainab, my standards yeah. are my standards are pretty low. <laughs> she's like, she's very exacting. No, I think we were just like there was that one plot element that we didn't enjoy at the end. But in general, we enjoyed it. Yeah. We liked it. Yeah. So I'm I'm yeah, probably gonna watch no, it. No, but I I am most interested in seeing how that. Uh, the doctor romance works out in the what were the character names? So you see, this is what I see. You mean between um, Jo Jung Suk and uh, no, 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 Jo Jung Suk. I, I, I am really looking forward to that working out. But I'm talking about the Ahn oh, Sang Won and and the and Jung Yoon Woo. Jung Yoo Woo. I just how, why are their names so complicated? <laughs> the shy doctor and the priest doctor. Those those two. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I lost my investment in those two. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't like no, how their storyline went. I still went. like. I still like them. I have. I have issues with the confession scene towards the end. It was could have been done so much better. But now I want to see how the relationship progresses because that would be way more interesting to me than just ending it at the confession and being like happy ending. They walk into the sun. No, I want to know how their relationship develops from that point because it's a pretty disbalanced relationship to begin with. Oh, I looked up their name because I don't want to confuse our listeners. It's it's Andrea, the guy who wanted to be a, uh, stop being a uh, children's Yin-Suk. doctor and wanted to be a priest. Mm. Yeah, Yoon Suk. And the actress uh, was uh, Shin Hyun Bin and she was the surgery resident uh, Gyowol. Yeah, that is her name. Gyowol. Gyowol, yeah. <laughs> I actually liked her friendship, you know, with the really perky doctor, the OBGYN yeah, that had a crush the on... Uh, yeah, I liked their friendship so much because, like, like separately, they were fine. But as best yeah. friends, they're, like, my favorite oh, thing they, ever. They complimented yeah. each other yeah. so well. They had... It was... Yeah, that, that was a great friendship to watch. Also, I am kind of curious about uh, Yang Suk Hyung because, um, I mean, I I liked that he has no interest in Mina, um, the nurse. So she's a doctor. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah she's a resident. She's an OBGYN. Yeah. The thing is, though, um, that whole uh, younger doctor having crush on the older, experienced male doctor thing—it's um, one pairing is enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I yeah. really want. Yeah, it was good that he was like, no, let's just be friends. And I was like, that's healthy. He's very, I like him a lot. He's very like, like he's got a a good head on his shoulders. Okay, but this is going to turn into a like a hospital playlist appreciation (laughs) episode. So let's just leave it at that. We're excited. All right. Now that we're talking about it, I'm like getting more, I'm getting more excited for it. So yeah. (laughs) Should we go on to another new season of thingy? Wow. Out of the dramas, there's like four dramas that are like second or a third season of something that came out before in this yeah that's a lot this one is voice season four so that's a successful franchise um june 18th it's coming out and it has 14 episodes it's a friday saturday drama on tvn 60 minute episodes uh, but they've changed it up so in season one they had uh Tang-yuk, and season two and three was actually with um, Ijeonuk, I think. Yeah, Ijeonuk. Yeah. So he's left. Um, and when I saw this, I was like, "Am I gonna have to watch this?" <laughs> so they've cast. Um, so in the uh, male lead role, they've now cast Sung Seungun, and uh, Ihana returns as the um, the central character who is the person working in the emergency call center who has super sensitive hearing 
Except it seems because I basically only watched season one and I haven't watched it since. But I'm thinking I might watch season four, but it seems like she's ascended to the upper ranks of the emergency call centers. And they have Sung Sung on. Let me just read you the description. So the plot synopsis goes a serial killer with an enhanced hearing ability appears. He murders people using his enhanced ability. Because of this, Kang Kwonju, who is Ihana's character, who also has that same ability, is driven into a corner. And she works together with um, Song Sung on who plays a detective called Derek Jo, to catch the serial killer. And Derek Jo is a person of principle who doesn't allow mistakes. He's a team leader from the LAPD. And back there, he dealt with criminal gangs. Um, so this is... <laughs> Basically, Sung Sung is about to play a scruffy detective. So, of course, I have to check this out. I have something to say, but I don't want to, like, burst her bubble. Go on. I just find it ridiculous that he's playing, like, a person of principle, but he's, like, a former detective from the LAPD, which is notorious for being one of the most racist police forces in the entire uh, United States. I wouldn't have thought of that at all. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm guessing, Korean okay, viewers so, also won't th think of that, but <laughs> I had to mention that because I feel like I just can't let it go without saying, but I'm sure the drama will no, have I'm nothing to do with that. that. But like, okay, so LA, you'd have a lot of Koreans there, so it makes sense for that to be his place of origin. Um, and also because he's a fluent English speaker, he gets to use his actual English, I guess. So it's a Good. Oh, is he a fluent English yeah, speaker? Yeah, he is. Uh -huh. He is. So that's why... But he's not a Gyopo, right? No, I don't think so. I mean, He actually, grew up in Korea. I, I'm quite sure he grew up in Korea, but he is fluent in English. Like, um, didn't he have his uh, ex, who was Mulan? What was that actress's name? Louis Fe? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. So they used to date and they communicated in English in the course of their relationship like they didn't oh. speak each other's language so he is um, do you remember when we were looking up English speaking actors and he was on all the lists so that That's was right. when we found that out and right. oh this is the Grim Reaper from Black yes <laughs> <laughs> it just dropped <laughs> no I really like okay. him go on I'm excited about seeing Kim Hana again Ihana. Uh, Lee Hana Lee Hana sorry yeah she's like the the central character around whom everything happens. I love that this is like a crime show where it's the woman who's like the one who keeps coming back and she's like the main character and she's like constantly has these changing male leads that kind of cycle in and out. And everyone's yeah. just like, yeah, but we're here for her. You know, I like that. That that gives me yeah. enjoyment. I really liked her. She was really good in this role. The reason I didn't go back to the show is because I found it really, really dark. Oh, that reminds me that this originally, um, this is an OCN show and it's, um, it's moved to TVN from this season I'm assuming there's going to be more after four as well so I don't know what that means about maybe they're changing the sort of darkness level a bit because mm. from season one I think Kim Jae-ok was playing the villain oh it was really it was very dark like it was so dark I at times I just really struggled to watch it mm. like you know with the violence and all of that so yeah yeah, I mean, it being on TVN is automatically like, a, oh, I can watch this. <laughs> so, yes, I would probably check it out. I haven't even finished watching the first season yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not special. There's nothing really special about the concept is really interesting because, you know, super hearing, uh, you know, like exceptional hearing as a superpower, but not a supernatural 
power. That's really interesting. Mm. And there's a lot you yeah. can do with that. But like it's mm. you know that whole how dark you go on that that's that's the sort of stumbling block for yeah. me because once it gets a bit and too dark. You put this in the notes but you didn't mention it but I just wanted to, sh- to just shout out that like it also says that she's dealing from PTSD. Oh yeah. And Sorry. I really like that I mean, I didn't watch any of the seasons up till now, but I kind of want to watch it now just because, like, we see so many times these, you know, tough detective type jobs or, like, jobs that are related to some type of, you know, crime or, like, you know, in that area. And you don't really get to see how that affects the people who work in these cases, like, as much sometimes. Like, it's all, it's a lot of times, I mean, I know sometimes we do, but a lot of times it's just like how cool they are and how they're like really tough and they're smart and they catch the bad guys. But I like that they're going to explore the fact that like doing this job has traumatized her. It's, she actually had the P- PTSD from before doing this job. So it was oh, there also okay. in season one. So it's not related yeah. to the work. Like itself. her, um, her heightened hearing ability was the result of this traumatic thing in her past. Ah, uh, so I guess I take that back then. <laughs> I think, unless I've remembered it all wrong. But she definitely is dealing with that even from season one. Mm-hmm. So it's, oh, that it makes is me want to go and watch it, actually. I always, I'm, Kim this Kim, is a uh, weird thing yeah, to Kim say, Kim. but I like watching depictions of PTSD when they're done well in drama because... It is a very brutal drama. Okay. And, like the series, the villain, the villain, the villain, the villain <laughs> of the drama is very brutal. So. Oh, okay then so maybe it's not for me <laughs> yeah i don't think i don't think yeah you'll miss it. Well, start with this season it, the, you know they're very um self-contained stories and it's um designed not quite as a procedural but each season has its arc right so you can dip into whichever season you want to yeah maybe i will i think that's what i'll do because i have been kind of wanting to watch it and then it keeps falling off my radar and then yeah same but, <laughs> but if you're a Changyuk fan Changyuk is really good so I, that's why I originally <laughs> wanted to watch Voice but I haven't finished watching that season so mm. it wasn't really working for me but I know it keeps getting renewed because it has a fan base so there must be something that you know mm. I haven't got to yet mm. <laughs> alright so the next one is airing on June 18th it's called So Not Worth It the Korean title is just, I hope that the world would end tomorrow, or I wish the world would end tomorrow. Um, that's an interesting title for what looks like a light comedy. <laughs> but uh, So it's a sitcom, and it's got very interesting casting. So it's going to be 12 episodes. It is going to be, it's like a Netflix original, and it airs once a week on Friday, 50 minutes. And it stars Park Se-won, Shin Hyun-sung, Young jae Minnie of G-Idol, Han Hyun-min, who's um, a model, and Terrace Brown. And it's a sitcom about a multinational group of students who live together in a university dorm in Seoul. And uh, Sewon, who's, I guess, the main character? Uh, it seems like an ensemble. Sewon is a teaching assistant who's in charge of managing the dorm. So I guess she's like the RA. Jamie is a new student at the dorm from America. Sam is the son of a president of a tteokbokki global food chain who grew up in Australia. Minnie is a student from Thailand who has a lot of fantasies from watching Korean dramas. And Yanmin is a stateless Korean student who is not able to enter the dorm and has to commute five hours each day to school. Um, I watched the trailer and it's like, I think I'm going to watch this because it does, it has like all these jokes in it that I've only really heard from expats living in Korea before about how, like it has that joke about how like when they first go, 
they're like terrified that North Korea is going to invade because they're constantly like making threats on TV and their parents are like calling them from home and they're like, oh my God, are you going to be okay? And then after living there for a year, they're like, oh, they're just threatening to like bomb us again, like whatever. And people are just, and they become like (laughs) people who live there who are just like, yeah, they constantly do this. Like it doesn't change anything for us. We're just going to go about our lives. So I liked that they had that in there, which makes me think that like they have people on the writing team who have experienced all this. And I think this is, like, the most diversely cast K-drama I've ever seen. Terrace Brown actually is... He's been on... uh, Maybe I've seen him on YouTube and stuff, like, in uh, Talk to Me in Korean videos and stuff. So Mm -hmm. he... I I think he's American. I'm not 100% sure. But, like, in the actual cast themselves, they have this experience Mm. of, you know, the expert experience. And Han Yeonmin, who is a mixed-race model, he's... uh, Wasn't it his dad in Backstreet Rookie? Who played the It was his dad yes, who it was played his that dad. really yeah. problematic racial stereotype. <laughs> I don't I haven't seen Terrace Brown in Kashmir Korean videos, although I do watch those. Um, but he played an English teacher in True Beauty. So I remember him oh. from that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just mainly know um Han Hyun Min from that time when he was speaking out about the portrayal of uh, you know. Oh, what did he say? Um I well, don't he, he this. Was, he's actually pretty actively against bad portrayals, like against like he, he was defending his dad because he was like, what do you expect? We don't have enough roles. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. was the role that was available. He's an actor. He took the role. Don't blame the actor. Blame the writing was mm-hmm. what he was saying. Um. And I that's how he came into my radar because he was pretty vocal about it on social media. Oh, I saw him before that on um, he came to Anand Hyang Nim. Or I think mm-hmm. the international title of that is Men on a Mission. Um, he came, he was like one of the featured guests. So they asked him about his life. And I mean, on that, the guest gets to talk a lot because there's a whole segment where they do like ask me anything. They have to like guess things like interesting stories from their life. And so it was, it's cool. I'd like to see him acting. I haven't seen, I've only seen him in variety. So yeah, this is a young rookie cast apart from like Puck Sewan, I think. So yeah, the trailer was fun. So the I'm kind of looking fun, forward yeah. to it. Yeah. I've seen. The one who plays Minnie, what's her name? Minnie. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's that kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> is that really her? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Minnie her character name. Yeah, yeah. So her I've character seen her name in is something Minnie. else, but I can't remember what. But she's very charming as and well. She's I mean, ta- she's a K-pop like, star, so she, obviously also she's, she's charming. Thai, so like, and she's they're, using, yeah. they're using people's actual backgrounds to to inform the characters, which is right. nice. And a lot of them are have the same name in the drama that they have in real life. So I feel like there's that kind of sitcom. Mm real life melts into fake life thing going on. Yeah, it should be fun. This is going to sound super petty, um, especially because diverse (laughs) representation... I love it whenever you start a sentence like that. (laughs) I'm like, this should be good. (laughs) um, What what I mean is, I know that diverse representation pretty much almost just started in South Korea. You can't expect um, amazing results immediately. We're grateful for every show that does diverse casting. Um, but why is there never a brown person in these True. Casts? That's a big, that's like a thing. P- people, brown people <laughs> talk about this a lot. You know, dialogue. Yeah. Unless there is terrorism going white on people or illegal people. immigrants. Yeah. yeah, unless there's an illegal immigration story. Then we yes. show up. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, okay, that's it. That's it for the pettiness. No more. We are generally positive about this, and <laughs> let's see what they do. Hey, did maybe we say that this was a Netflix background. original? It's possible. I did see. Yeah. I did see a hijabi for like zero point one second in the trailer but, from the back. There you go. So <laughs> maybe there's a K-pop fan Might from Malaysia. Asian, that shows up yeah. <laughs> I think that's exactly what it is. I know the one you're talking about, and I think she is a K-pop fan from Asia. That was the uh, character description I saw in one of the trailers on social media. Interesting. There's usually <laughs> like a couple of token Malaysian K-pop fans in the background. It's like that's almost become a stereotype at this point, right? Not necessarily in a bad way, but it's. I mean, but is it false? Like there are a lot of hijabi K-pop yeah, that's fans what I'm saying. from Southeast Asia that like, like, go it's to Seoul. It's a completely true representation. Yeah. <laughs> it's not false at all. No. I want more of those women represented. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just say that like screen. one of them could be a real character instead of just being yeah, like background diversity mm-hmm. uh, tokenism. So we'll get there, hopefully. We'll yeah. get there. We'll one, get there. One day hijabi will have lines. Apart. Yes. Who is yes. actually brown inside, not white girl Carson Allen. <clears throat> that was her yeah, name, right? right? In the K2. It, it happened in Spider-Man Homecoming and I thought hell would freeze over first, so you never know. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> okay, Parva, you're the next. <laughs> yeah. So next we have Nevertheless, which releases on June 19th. It's a JTBC drama and you can see JTBC stamp all over the trailer. It's very like soft focus, pretty colors and all of that stuff. And... It stars Song Kang, <laughs> who is just kind of like the current hot boy. <laughs> yeah, it boy. And um, so I'll just read out the synopsis here because the, the trailer didn't actually reveal much of the story. Okay, so it stars Song Kang as Park Jae-un and stars Han So-hee uh, as Yuna B and Che Jong-hyuk as Yang Do-hyuk. Uh, okay, Yang Do-hyuk. But you know Sorry. who he is, right? I do not know. I have not you checked. You do know though. who he is. Oh, <laughs> gosh. I? What's his name oh. again? In Sisyphus. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. My boy. <laughs> Jason. Hello. Jason. Yeah. Oh, Jason. Hi, Jason. <laughs> I like him, too. He's yeah. He's great. Yeah. He's adorable. He's great. He showed a lot of range in uh, Sisyphus. I'm so glad he's going to do second lead. That's a step to first lead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Synopsis. Um... So Park Jae-un, uh, which is Hong Kong, finds dating a waste of time but likes to flirt. Even though he is friendly and cheerful towards all, he does not pursue others. He is a master of push and pull who doesn't get swept up in emotions. <laughs> Jae-un sounds like such a peach, this one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also perfect Song Kang, isn't it? it? Oh my God, I was like, the trailer. is like, his brand. Like push-pull is his brand. <laughs> kind of. Exactly, pretty much. I always like this is just a genius casting, is what it is. Okay, Jayun draws firm lines between himself and other people. They keep saying other people, but I think they they just mean women. <laughs> um, and doesn't reveal how he feels. Yet when Park Jayun meets Yunabi, which is Han Soe, he wants to cross those lines. Yunabi wants to date but doesn't trust love. After a bitter experience with her first love, she doesn't believe in destiny anymore. But when she meets Park Jayun, he has a magical effect on her that challenges Nabi's decision to stay aloof. <laughs> So he's like a hot cold unicorn. So basically it's the playboy meets the virgin and it's yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm I'm I it this is super old tropey and it but it's also the kind of romance I've grown up watching and I'll probably watch this just because 
because I expect like a lot of heart throbby moments to happen. It's very classic rom com. It's super classic rom com, but it's not just that. You know, it's the it's the playboy who kind of like sets up like, oh no, you know what? It's I've seen this um, trope play out in dramas and TV shows before, where you have this heartthrobby boy who's super friendly and flirts, and you're like, oh, maybe he has feelings for me, and then you go and confess to this guy, and he's like, no, I was just being friendly, or did I? make you misunderstand and then you're heartbroken and he's still laughing with other people <laughs> this is an entire trope okay then, then the girl gets over it and then the boy actually yeah. like starts to like her exactly. when she's over it it's all you about, have watched yeah. it this, i have also watched it yeah this dr- this kind of drama always depends on the charm of the leads mm-hmm. so exactly it's all 100%. about how much they bring to it to make you like really be with them yeah. yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to the title because like we always complain when the Korean title is great and the English title is like really weird or it makes no sense. But I really love, I love that, this they, title. that they picked Nevertheless. Mm. It's beautiful and it's a great analog to Aguichiman because you can't really quite translate that anyway, but mm. it works. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, so the director uh, of this drama also directed Joshin Sorry, Choshan Marriage Agency, but which I kind of watched a little bit. It wasn't bad, uh, but also Devilish Joy, which I really, really hate. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the same screenwriter as, for as um, At a Distance Spring is Green. So it's a good thing that one's coming out first. Yeah. You can judge. <laughs> the <right thing. laughs> yeah. But maybe the screenwriter specializes in webtoon ad- adaptations. Ah, that's cool. By the way, so I was talking to uh, Rai, who is a friend of the pod and did our True Beauty spoiled yak with us. And she was talking about how many webtoons have been recently adapted. And if you, with like any upcoming list, about half of them are actual webtoon adaptations. Especially if there's any romantic or youthful element to it, you can probably trace it back to a webtoon. Yeah, we've definitely <laughs> noticed that over the last year or two, how many more webtoons are being adapted into dramas. Yeah. And on the one hand, it gives you uh, stories like Uncanny Counter, which is not a very regular uh, fantasy drama. But on the other hand, it also makes most rom-coms hue to really specific tropes. Like it, these are newer tropes, but they are definitely becoming like lines in the sand type tropes that that are that are playing out. What I mean is that they are creating their own brand. Mm. These these romantic adaptations and webtoons are very much driven by which tropes are popular on the platforms. So all of the stories have very similar characteristics and you can start seeing those in K-drama so you can actually spot a webtoon adaptation pretty much by the way a storyline goes Mm. these days also how it looks visually you know what this makes me think of is the way that like fanfic has influenced romance novels over the last few years because like after um like Fifty Shades of Grey, which was originally a Twilight fanfic. I know. I'm sorry for mentioning that on this sacred podcast. But like after that, not only did that become humongous in a way that but nobody it was ever expected. Also fanficked. There were a lot of people who moved over from fanfic into romance novels. Like there's a lot of popular romance novelists now who kind of got their start writing and like kind of cut their teeth in that world. And the way that those fanfic tropes have, I mean, obviously romance was already tropey, just the way that K-drama was already tropey. But like there's a specific type of fanfic tropiness that has come into like mainstream romance novels now, which is like really interesting to me. I don't know if it's like a good or a bad thing, but it's a thing. So that's kind of what it's reminding me of. Yeah. 
I recently discovered uh, conversations around Omegaverse, which I didn't know was a thing. It's it's a oh my verse. god, <laughs> yeah. Let, let's a not. lot of writers have come out of no no. The reason I'm mentioning it is a lot of um, romantic fantasy, especially sci-fi writing by writers I really like, has come out. Um, like those writers used to be fanfic writers in the Omegaverse, and it just blows my mind that. It's such a huge thing now, and there are so many. You know what, guys? If you don't know what Omega Versus, just look up on YouTube. It, there, are, there are conspiracy theories. There are writer dramas. There is publication issues. It's a, it's a huge thing. Yeah, and it, it's also it, like very explicit. So just be no, warned. Well, Some of it d- is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some of it is very explicit. So if that's not yeah. your thing, do not look. Yeah, it up. yeah just just a warning in case. Yeah, yeah like because exactly. we don't want to like send people to see that if they're not, you know. Down uncomfortable that. rabbit holes. Exactly. exactly. No, absolutely <laughs> not. But yes, fanfic is just hugely. I mean, it's it's a great mental <laughs> image. Sorry, do do go on. So, so yeah, fanfic. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like right, let's, uh, let's right. regain our. You know what? Uh, this can be a merch for us, right? <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> rabbit holes. <laughs> For the home body slugs. Okay. Sorry. Okay, move. Let's move on. But yeah, also like webtoons have gone um, like very international in the last few years. Like what I think Wattpad actually bought webtoon recently. Ooh, and yeah. there's a ton of webtoons that are now available with English subtitles. I mean, not English, like English translated webtoons that are available. And it's become like a huge thing so yeah. i'm not surprised that this is kind of happening at the same time that korean dramas are getting like more international because they're probably trying to pick up as much of the audience that's already pre-built in as they can possibly can mm-hmm. if you check out the the webtoon app um i think it's it used to be owned by line uh, i don't know if what bats um bought it but the thing is if you see the top 10s you can practically tell which of these stories are going to become dramas in the upcoming years. Mm. And I've been pretty spot on in the last couple of years. I thought True Beauty would be one, and it was. Is that because the most successful ones get no, the No, not necessarily. It, it's it's the type of dramas that don't require a huge budget. Like, there are uh. huge fantasies that are very popular, but you know that they don't have the budget to do that stuff. So that those won't be made like into dramas. Usually, They'll get enemies. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> And so, so you generally look for office romances, youthful romances. Those, if they hit the top tens, chances are they're going to be adapted into a drama. That's very interesting. I never thought of it that way before. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's actually owned by Naver though, but Line is uh, Japanese. Ah, okay. But yeah. I think they there's some part of it that's like joined together. But I might be wrong, so don't quote me on that. It's it has to do with the distribution models in different countries, and I think that. There's something like that. Uh, Arisa's right. Webtoon's own my neighbor. <clears throat> Not Line. But Line does have its own webtoon. And then there's also like Daum webtoon. But Daum webtoon, which is, which is actually from a distance, a blue green spring, is actually a Daum webtoon. And But Daum doesn't actually have English translations. Oh, I see why I got confused. So it's Neighbors. Wait, this is so confused. So Line webtoon is the name of the app. And it's owned by Neighbor. Oh. <laughs> okay, now I'm utterly confused. <laughs> yeah, because no, I remember because Line Web like was Line is a Japanese company, but they sold their webtoon 
app. I think they sold it to Naver or something. Like, uh, there was some type uh, of merger acquisition okay. type thingy that happened a few years ago. It is very confusing. <laughs> okay. So, I, 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 I kind of got stuck on that. Moving on. <laughs> okay. So, moving on. So, that leaves us with just one drama to go for June, which is On the Verge of Insanity, also known as No One But a Madman. And that comes out on June the 23rd on NBC. 16 episodes, uh, Wednesday, Thursday drama. This has a really long run time, an hour and 20 minutes. Good Which Lord. is exhausting. <laughs> and it stars Moon Suri, Jung Jae-young, Lee Sang-yeob, and Kim Go-eun. I like the sound of the last two. Not sure about the first two. Um, so the story goes, veteran engineer... Uh, played by Jung Jae-young, is a developer with consumer electronics division of Hanmyung Electronics. He's a calm, warm-hearted man with a good sense of humor who's now facing the biggest crisis of his 22-year career. To avoid being included in a round of dismissals, he transfers to the personnel department. Despite being unfamiliar with its function, he decides that it's better to endure being there than to be without a job. Munsuri plays a recently promoted head of that same department, and she's a workaholic who wants to become the, f- the company's first female executive. So when Chong Jeon transfers to her department, she doesn't quite know what to make of him. But once working together, she finds her life slowly changing. Sounds kind of low-key and like a nice, easy watch that will be heartwarming and it's a slight departure from the all of the youth dramas that we're having mm. this month as well. So that that's a nice thing to add to the mix for June. What do you guys yeah. think? I do like these actors. I don't think I've I'm ever watched sure Moon Suri or Jung Jae-young in anything. I think I can make up my mind once I see the trailer because that gives you an idea. This seems pretty cut and dry office politicy, but um, the trailer kind of makes all the difference. The tone of it, the execution, the dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> the tag is warm-hearted male lead. <laughs> Strong female lead. I like female boss. That helps. <laughs> I like that she's the one in a higher position and she's like a, you know, like a female boss, kind of not mm. the girl boss type, but like an actual boss, you know. Mm. And then he's kind of the one who's facing hard times mm. and they've met each other at this part of their life because like a middle-aged candy kind of yeah <laughs> yeah and, and it's like a nice not to have I, and it's nice not to have this dynamic of like a boss and someone in a much lower position a like with a man as being the dominant one and b like also just like having them in, be in like their 40s mm. i kind of like that because you're yeah. just in a different headspace in your mm. 40s you're just dealing with different life issues and and you have a different perspective on life so it could be interesting. I don't know if it's going to be a romance, but it doesn't need to be a romance. Like, there's just so much more going on in life that, like, you don't even need the romance for the story at that point. Because yeah. dealing with life is a big enough thing. Yeah, and you're also, like, so much more cautious. You're, like, somehow you're afraid of more things as you get mm. older, like, in a weird way. Yeah. Not in the sense that, like, you're probably tougher because you've been through more. But you also know a lot more about how things can go wrong. Which is something that, like, uh, Search WWW did really well, right? With that main relationship. She's just like, at this point in my life, I'm not willing to take the kind of risks I was willing to take when I was 25, you know? And it's, it's true. Like, at 25, you just, like, jump headfirst into stuff. You don't really think about it. But, yeah. So, if it does that kind of thing, it could be good. Okay. So, I just watched a, a, a bit of a teaser that came out three days back. And it's funny. 
The dawn is really funny. Did you I just mean, literally just like go on and watch a trailer <laughs> while I was talking? Thanks a lot, Borma. It, it was. It, it had no volume. I was listening to you. <laughs> but I mean, look, the title tells you, doesn't it? Like, yeah. just being out of your mind. Yeah. 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 No, I, a no, comedy I, I, can I like work this. really well. Yeah. Sorry. I like this. No, I, that's it. I, 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 I like this. It's just them sitting across a table kind of... Uh, what do you call it? Psyching each other out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. B- batting uh, verbal attacks on each other. Not attacks. It's just, they're doing that sparring banter. thing. Banter? Yeah. Banter. <laughs> sparring. Oh, banter. I, mean, I was trying sparring. to avoid banter, Nisa. I was trying to work around banter and find something else. It was sparring the is good. in the room. I just said it because it was so... <laughs> And also, I don't know why, but in this particular clip, Jang Ji Young looks like an elderly Eamon Ki. Oh, really? <laughs> Do That's you guys want to see it? Should I send you the trailer? Yeah, send it to us. It's tiny. Okay, it's in the chat. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh that's kind this of is sad. Really hang, hang dog and browbeaten. <laughs> he is. Actually, I like the look of that. I like right. the t- what the tone looks. Yeah, the tone yeah. looks good. <laughs> it looks uh, painfully relatable, yes. but in a funny way rather yeah. than a depressing way. <laughs> and I like his outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Like, if that's the tone of the show, I actually could see myself checking this out sometime yeah. Yeah, in 2021. Even like an elderly Eamon Oh, I wasn't does even paying attention it? to that. I was I just listening know, to the actual show. Oh, but he, he looks like someone crumpled Eamon Key's face. Oh, wait, uh, am I insulting? <laughs> I mean, to me, I was just a little taken aback because he seems to have aged a lot since the last time I saw him in something where he actually looked yeah. like quite good. But it might be like the actor's makeup and stuff because that is his character. Like is he's, he's meant like to look downtrodden. very, yeah. Wait, he's... He he seems to have lost weight in this role. He I does. think that is what is making him look a little older. And he's on the yeah. verge of madness, don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting a thorough tantrum at some point. Like a like a breakdown and a tantrum in the middle of an office at some point. <laughs> no, I think that will be cathartic. internal. <laughs> yeah. All that internal rage will eventually break free. Yeah. I like the dynamic. So yeah, okay, I'll, I'll be watching this. I'm, I'm optimistic that I'll keep my word. <laughs> okay, so that's the upcoming dramas for June. So you can find us on Twitter at Dramas Overflow. You can find me on Twitter at Anisa Khalifa underscore. You can find me, Borma, at Festa Faster. And you can find me, Saya, at Not Now Saya. And you can find us on Instagram at Dramas Overflowers underscore which you should definitely follow because we are uploading um, voice notes to each other. We've been doing this all last month and it's been a lot of fun. It's up on our Twitter and our uh, Instagram accounts. And it's basically just us having, leaving short voice notes to each other about currently watching dramas. Yeah, it was a fun thing that we can do like right, because when we do the yak, we have to like wait until we record the yak. But this is a fun way for us to just like give our instant reactions right after we've watched something while this excitement is still like bubbling in our veins exactly <laughs> sounded weird <laughs> you know what i was saying yes um you can find us on facebook just search for dramas over flowers and our website is dramasoverflowers.net. you can also email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com 
Dramas Over Flowers is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And that's all for this month. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.